This is Market to Market producer Colleen Bradford Krantz. Stand by for the Market Analysis Podcast. Send us any questions or comments to markettomarket at iowapbs.org. This is the Friday, February 4, 2022 version of the Market Analysis segment from Market to Market. The arrival of moisture in the plains and even a lower dollar took some steam out of the bull-driven grain train. For the week, the nearby wheat contract fell 20 cents, while March corn dropped 16 cents. The Chinese were still buying soybeans, even as the Lunar New Year celebrations took place. The March soybean contract jumped 83 cents. March meal strengthened 32.70 per ton. March cotton expanded 298 per hundredweight. In the dairy parlor, March Class 3 milk futures gained 37 cents. A higher week in the livestock sector. April cattle improved 378. March feeders added 647. And the April lean hog contract rebounded by 515. In the currency markets, U.S. dollar index fell by 180 ticks. March crude oil broke $90 and added 539 per barrel. COMEX gold rose by 1980 per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs commodity index improved almost 22 points to finish at 644. 65. Joining us now to provide some insight is Mark Gold. Hey, Mark. Oh, how are you tonight? Well, I'm good. And you uh, dodged the weather a little bit there in Chicago. We had a big storm two weeks ago, but this, this system was huge. And I mentioned at the start of the markets about moisture in the plains. Was that the big culprit in the sell-off in wheat this week? Well, I think that was certainly part of it. I think the really poor exports are another part of it. Uh, Maybe the biggest part of it, though, has been the stalemate on the Russian-Ukrainian border. Now, are they going to move in? Nobody knows. What's interesting is that Putin was at the VIP box with President Xi of China at the opening of the Olympics this morning. Rumor has it that they were putting together a new deal on exporting uh, some products to China and, you know, signing some kind of trade deal. Uh, it may have been a cover for Putin to get Xi's permission or blessing to go into Ukraine uh, during the Olympics. I don't think he'd make that kind of a move without talking to him first. So nobody knows what the real message was. But, you know, we rebounded. We broke 90 cents. We rebounded here in the last couple of days. Uh, we've been pretty oversold. Certainly, if Russia moves on Ukraine, we prices can get a lot of this loss back you know, in two days if it wants to. Well, Mark, but I think a lot of, go ahead. Well, this sell-off this week prior to the opening ceremony story that you're talking about, I mean, you always say that the market kind of tells us some things. There's, there was some chatter this week that said the market is maybe shrugging off any of this tension between Russia and Ukraine, and they think that it's over. Is that at play here? No, I don't think it's out of play. If Putin moves on Ukraine... We'll see a spike, I think, in all the grains. Okay. Um, is it going to last long? Is it going to be more than a, you know, a 10-minute blip on a chart? I don't know. But I think the pros will be willing sellers on a good rally. All right. Are the sellers uh, done in corn? Because, I mean, you know, we had quite the, we've had quite a move in that market, a little unseasonable, but high ethanol inventories, high crude prices. What else is yeah, it's going been on a, here? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. I think the biggest news was China canceling that 
sale yesterday. That took a lot of people by surprise. The rumors have been consistently that after the Lunar New Year is up on Monday, that the Chinese are going to be buying corn and beans. Now, if they're going to be buying corn, why would they cancel a sale? doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Some people are starting to doubt whether the Chinese buying is going to be that significant. Uh, we've got the Chinese $13 billion shy of what they needed to accomplish on the phase one deal. There's phase two, I guess, uh, talks in place right now. Are they going to let them slide on that $13 billion and tack it onto the next program? I don't know. But, you know, this corn's still a pretty high price here. It's been a nice move. Hasn't backed off. And a lot of people think that exports over the next couple of months, just we, nobody's going to have enough corn. So that's what every time we see these breaks in the market, the market has a tendency to come right back. Yeah, the tight stocks uh, is a concern I read uh, this morning. Um, we'll get to the impact of wheat and corn in the livestock market in a moment. We need to go to the big story of the week in soybeans. China's still busy. They're not all celebrating. They're still buying. Uh, So you mentioned the export story in corn. What's that export story impacting soybeans? Well, the Chinese have been buyers here. Not huge buyers. We don't see a million, a million and a half metric tons going out the door. But it's fairly consistent, 150, 220, you know, those kind of numbers. We had a bigger figure here today. Um, So I think, you know, the Chinese are here. The big question will be what happens on Monday. Are they going to get really aggressive as the rumors have it? Um, certainly with exports tight in South America, the U.S. is competitive right now. So we could see a little bit of a later shift than we normally do from the U.S. into Brazil. So hopefully we can see some good numbers on the WASD. Right now, the average guess is that they'll take out, take the carryout down to about 310, a 40 million bushel reduction there. And I think that's reasonable looking at uh, Brazil numbers, they look like they might lower at 5 million metric tons. You know, that's a chunk of business. So we'll have to see how we've got two things working next week. We've got potential Chinese buying, and then we've got the WASDE report, which doesn't look like it's going to be quite as bullish as the bulls would like to see. They're going to step down this production numbers for South America over time. I don't think they're going to lop off a big number right from the beginning. Well, so after that WASDE report, is that the last we hear of South America being a major influence on our trade in soybeans? I think so. We've got, you know, all the Argentinian beans have been planted. Brazil's moving along in their harvest. Uh, I'm in the camp that the rains that they saw over the last couple of weeks really did some good. It was like the U.S. getting rains in the middle of July. But the stories you hear out of South America is one worse story after the other. I just don't think, you know, I think it's a lot of hype and people get involved in this stuff. Uh, I'm not so sure it's quite as bad as what they're saying. Certainly we've lost production, but maybe not as bad as the market has anticipated. Mark, we have a report coming up that you talked about. We also have moves that are crazy. Uh, I'm looking at soybeans, a three-month rally of $4. Let's talk about protection. Scott, in uh, East Central Iowa asked me this morning via Instagram. He had a question about some things you've talked about before, Mark, and that's protecting yourself. He wants to know, buying protection of puts and calls can be expensive. Would he be farther ahead if he just sold cash instead of, a, say, an 85-cent outlay per bushel that he's had to pay recently? Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with selling, whether it's old crop or particularly old crop at these levels. You've got 
you know, no carry in the markets, really. So why would you store the grain? Uh, sell it. Basis is generally pretty good everywhere around the country. And I would reown it with some call options. And soybeans, it's going to cost you 30, 40 cents to get something legitimate. We've never looked at buying 85 cent options out here. In the corn market to replace it, it's going to cost you 20, 25 cents to get something legitimate. For the new crop, you've got to think that we're going to see more bean acres. I haven't been a big proponent of the switch that a lot of people have, but now that prices have gone up here and we've got new crop beans sitting here at today, 1395, almost 1396. You know, that's one heck of a price for soybeans for new crop for this time of year. So would I be trying to do something out here? Uh, Buy a put? Yeah, between the cost of the put and the slippage and the strike price, you're going to probably leave about 80 cents on the table. But look at where you were a year ago. Now you're you're complaining about locking in a net at $13, not even lock it in, protecting a $13 floor. If I was from the government, came to you, knocked on your door and said, how about a $13 floor on on your soybeans right now? You guys would jump all over it. Well, you can do that in the markets today. So, you know, if you don't want to buy the puts, you want to sell the cash, you have to reown it with some kind of call option in case we have a problem here. There's no telling where things are going to go. But I don't know that I'd really want to be long going into the March intentions report. Makes sense. Uh, That's coming up before we know it here as we're already into uh, early February. Uh, Livestock-wise, live cattle uh, report on Monday really kind of set the tone for the week. But everything was up. Why specifically in live cattle? Well, I think it's the inventories. It's continuing to show liquidation out here. I think that's part of it. Box beef prices have settled back down. I think that's going to bring more beef into the counters. You know, if you're a housewife and you're shopping for a steak or whatever, and the pickings are pretty slim, uh, you're going to probably back away and look for something else. Now that we're seeing these lower box prices, I think that's telling us that more cattle are getting processed, that the numbers, the production numbers are really up. We'd like to see the slaughter, you know, exceed 650, 660, which would be pretty much at full slaughter out here. And I think that's going to lower the price of beef at the counter, get more beef at the counter. And I think for the first time in a while, the cattlemen may be in charge here and the packers may be having to take it on the chin a little bit by paying up for cattle. These closes tonight were pretty strong. I may have to get you to say that again louder for the people in the back. Uh, Feeder-wise, are you expanding (laughs) right now, Mark, in a a herd? Well, tell me what corn prices are going to do. I'll tell you what. Well, is that what's telling us right now in this? I mean, that's why I teased it earlier. But is that why we maybe had a rally this week? It's because of corn's drop. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, You know, I just think the whole meat complex, because of these lower numbers that we've seen on the inventories now, it's telling us that, you know, where are the cattle going to come from in two or three, four months? So I think that's supporting all the meat products out there. Hogs, new contract highs in the April and the June contracts. That's a combination of exports and good demand out here. So we've got you know, hogs at high prices out here. As I've always said, if you're in the store and you can buy a, a steak for a little bit more than a, a pork chop, you're going to buy the steak. So I think all that's helping in here. And I don't expect it. This is a good start to the month, a good start to the year. And as a risk manager, I'd be protecting it with some kind of puts out here for sure. But I'm looking for higher prices longer term. 
in the final few seconds, are you buying more pork chops right now? I mean, you talked about price, but is I mean, we had a rally in there this week. Uh, you know, I like a good pork chop and love good ham, and you know, I'll be I'll be looking to buy both. And you know, I love Canadian bacon for breakfast. So you know, the demand is there, and I think that's going to continue. And I think the Chinese want to want to keep importing. So I think all these markets look pretty good. All right. Very good, Mark. We'll continue our discussion. I've got some good questions for you here coming up in Market Plus, so uh, hang with me for just a few minutes. Will do. All right, that's going to do it for the TV show. As I said, Mark and I will continue our discussion in Market Plus, so join us there. Find that on our website of markettomarket.org. And you know what? We were doing podcasts before they were cool. Our Market Plus and Market Analysis arrive shortly after we're done producing this program Friday afternoon, and a new MTOM arrives each Tuesday. Follow all three today to stay in the know. Next week, the drought story that won't go away. Thank you for watching. Have a great week.